You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You wonderful, beautiful people. Yes, you listeners of Locked on Spartans. How on earth are you guys doing? Thank you so much for kicking off your weekend with, yeah, uh, me, your host, Matt Sheehan, um, and just Locked on Spartans. That's right, your team in green and white every single day here in the Locked on Podcast Network. We've had a fun week. Uh, we've had a lot of great guests on, starting with uh, David Klein back on Tuesday after the Max Christie news that he's going to stay in the NBA draft. Then we talked with Justin Thind of 24-7 Sports about, okay, well, which five stars could commit to Michigan State? And also, we also dissected Izzo's comments earlier this week. And then yesterday's show, old friend of East Lance, and that's right, Joe Rexroad. We went down memory lane and we rehashed the John L. Smith era. Understandably so, got a little bit of pushback on that. Like, why would you rehash that? That's uh, that was not a bright spot in MSU sports. Like, you're you're damn right it wasn't. It was not. But in my opinion, not everyone's opinion. Apparently, it was 15 years ago, and a lot of good things have happened in football and are still happening in football to the point where I could just kind of smile back on those quirky days, so to speak. So that was a lot of fun. Joe had a lot of great stories, great insight on the whole. A little uh, stretch there in the John L. Smith era. So, hey, if you're looking for something to listen to after this episode, that could be the one for you. Before going any further, um, hey, can you please, please rate, review, and subscribe to this here podcast or YouTube channel? And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you have advice about my golf game, uh, lockonspartans at gmail.com. That's actually where we're going to start this show. We're going to dive into our mailbag because Logan asked a question about a week ago that I've been dying to get to, but it's just been too busy of a week because this is a really good question from my man Logan here. What is the record for the football team that would make you feel nervous, okay, or absolutely jazzed about our trajectory? Let's remember the end of that sentence, about our trajectory. He writes mine is as simple as eight and four for feeling nervous, nine and three for feeling okay, and then ten and two for absolutely jazz. And also writes even at nine and three, I'm very happy with our program's outlook. Again, program's outlook. We are not looking at this from a micro standpoint of just one year. How you feel about the 2022 season? No, we're, we're talking the Mel Tucker timeline here. That's where the question's going. And that is important because, uh, hey, listen, I could answer this question in 30 seconds or I could just ramble and babble because I I do think that this is kind of a broad question, an open-ended question. There's a lot of factors at play here because these days, especially now, especially now, we know how important recruiting is, especially to the vision of what Mel Tucker has to offer. I mean, what better way to see all that than the roster and the record in year one under Mel Tucker then, you know, it wasn't all recruiting. These are still young kids, his recruits being brought in, but still he recruited out of the portal and took away some of the lesser recruits from the late stage Antonio era. You get my point. You know how important roster construction and having talent on your roster is, as he went from two wins in his first year to two losses 
his second year. Not so bad. So as we dive into year three of Mel Tucker, what are going to be the records that let's start absolutely jazzed. What 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 is just going to have me already making room on my body for a 2025 national title tattoo somewhere? Tell you what, you get another double digit win season, like a like a nice little 10 and 3 action or ooh, ooh 11 and 3, go to the Big 10 Championship game, that's right win the Big 10 Championship game or find your way back in a New Year's 6 bowl game. Like double digits like I, like I'm probably passed out at the end of the season. I someone's got to hit me with the chest paddles and um bring me back to life because I will not comprehend what is happening here because whoo, back to back years like that and Mel Tucker's recruits still aren't even upperclassmen yet like whoa okay I'd feel I feel pretty good about that now what would I feel okay with this is where it starts to get into not just a simple question because listen I I would say for trajectory wise like eight and four now right now on the surface would I take eight and four next year like I I, I wouldn't be doing backflips about it but you know, of course, it depends who those eight wins are against. How'd you look in those eight games? How'd you lose those four games? But listen, if you're eight and four and your recruiting class is top 15, dare I say like top 12 or ooh, top 10, like for the trajectory of the program, like I'm still feeling pretty good. I'm still feeling pretty good that the vision is still there, that Mel Tucker's going to string together some good years with his recruits, and also, of course, he's not a stranger to the transfer portal if he has to do it majorly for another third offseason. So, yeah, eight and four for me to feel okay about the future of this program. Now, I think this is the last year that we can do this, that we can give him, like, a leash at line. I think when we get in the next offseason, ask me that. I don't know how thrilled I'd be about eight and four. I think you'd want to start seeing the nine and threes, the ten and twos, of course, but let's get to the, what would make me feel nervous? What would have me just up at night, staring at the ceiling, wondering where this has all gone wrong in just year three? And honestly, like it's, my bar's pretty low for what has to happen for me to feel bad about the next few years under Mel Tucker, because I've seen enough in year one and two. Year three, yeah, he he would be, yeah, extending the, the full length of the leash here, because in order for me to feel bad about the trajectory of where Mel Tucker's taking this program, I've got like six and six written down, like maybe even five and seven. Now the key here is, is that like if recruiting slips outside of the top 20 or especially like the top 25, if you're going five and seven recruiting classes outside the top 25 and like, Oh my God, I turned the news on and there's a dead hooker in Mel Tucker's front yard. Like, okay. Like, all three of those things, like really bad scandals are going on like that. That's where I start to feel a little bad about where things are going with the Michigan State program. But no, I feel like Mel Tucker has afforded him the benefit of the doubt, though, to let us say that, yeah, seven five, not great. Let's see what you got next year, the next two years, because it's been a it's, it's been a it's been a challenge here what he's been doing to this roster. But he is, to borrow his buzzword, relentless at the way he has attacked the roster. He, I mean, it, it's the nature of the business. There's no fun way to talk about this, but kids have been ushered out of the program that really had no business of being on a Big Ten roster. And that's not just me being a mean, 
old 30 year old over here. Like, I'll just, you know, making fun of kids. Like look where these kids transfer guys. Like it, it, it was not good in the, in the final stretch of the D'Antonio era. I will say though, I will say now, Hey, before all the D'Antonio super fans start yelling at me and I love D'Antonio too. Icon legend of Michigan state. He's also had some hits too, like Cal Halliday, okay, D'Antonio kid, Peyton Thorne, D'Antonio kid, Jaden Reed, D'Antonio kid, Jacob Slade, D'Antonio kid, Xavier Henderson, Bryce Berenger. I'm probably naming a missing a few kids here, but you get the point. Like it wasn't all bad. I don't want this to be a giant, you know, parade on the Mark D'Antonio late years grave here, but it was not a good situation that Mel Tucker walked into. And by year two, Peach Bowl. Okay, by year two, top 20 recruiting class. By year two, he's going to have seven five-stars on campus in the month of June. Now, yes, I know that means that, you know, you still got to get these kids to commit. You still got to get these four-stars to commit. But right now, as it stands, and even talking to recruiting experts, if you don't want to take my word for it, like there's never been a buzz around East Lansing like this. So, yes. We're going to have some benefit of the doubt here in year three if things don't go 100% according to plan. So that's where I stand. Double-digit wins, at least 10 wins for me to feel absolutely positively jazzed. Eight and four for me to feel like, okay, yeah, well, okay, sure. Even seven and five you could talk me into, really. And then, yeah, six and six, uh, recruiting outside the top 20, top 25. And then um, they find 15 kilos of cocaine in, in his SUV all in the same week to end the season. Like that's pretty much what I need to see for me to start feeling a little nervous about where this Mel Tucker tenure is going, but no, until then I can't be higher on Mel Tucker. So yeah, I'm uh, stirring the Kool-Aid and also chugging it as well. Uh, We're going to keep talking about college football here. We got some college football updates to get to in segment two, and then we'll get into some MSU basketball updates in segment three before sending you beautiful people into the weekend. But first, just got to talk your ear off about Built Bar. Built Bar, you guys already know it. The, the best tasting protein bar you will ever have in your entire life. What is your favorite flavor? I'll give you like three seconds to answer to yourself. Was it peanut butter? Peanut butter brownie cookies and cream? Was it orange? Like they, they got so many fantastic flavors. Mine is birthday cake. Now, they also have Built Puffs which are protein-infused marshmallows still in a bar, still wrapped in 100% real chocolate, like cinnamony churro. Goes absolutely hard. I thought it was the best thing I've ever had in my entire life until I got a shipment of birthday cake built puffs sent to the house. And I had one before I went for a nice little jog today. I almost started crying eating this thing. This, This thing tastes so good. I could hear a choir of angels singing in the distance. It is fantastic. And best of all, it treats your body well, too. 150 calories, just 9 grams of sugar, but a whopping 15 grams of protein. Help me through my workout. It's going to help me through some rounds of golf this year. Help me through some yard work days coming up this weekend. And also, Built Bar is going to help you too. When you go to Built.com to get your Built Bars or Built Puffs, smash in promo code LOCKED15, and that's going to get you 15% off of your order. That's right. One more time. That's Built.com. Promo code LOCKED15. Save some money on those delicious Built bars. And as we get back into the mix here, hey, just want to thank you lovely people for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Now, not a lot of football updates for Michigan State, Michigan State, so to speak, but for the landscape of college football, yeah, there's there's been some 
shaken up uh, here in this week. The, the two biggest um, notes coming from the NCAA Council, if I'm saying that right, uh, is first and foremost, you don't need divisions anymore in Power 5 football. Now, Big 12, they haven't done divisions. They just do the best winning percentage of all the teams, and they play in the conference title game. Okay, well, now it has been announced that all the other programs, programs, all the other conferences, SEC, ACC, Pac-12, and yes, our Big Ten, they don't need divisions anymore. No East versus West. It is the two teams in your conference with the best winning percentage, and I'm sure there's going to be a litany of tiebreakers here, but regardless, divisions are over. So rest in peace, East versus West. Rest in peace, Legends versus leaders. God, how fun was that back in the day? And it can go into effect whenever. Before this whole week started, it was rumored that they would slash these things by 2023. But no, like, they're done right now. And if any conference wants to take action, they can. And, well, the Pac-12 has taken action on that. This year, they've already made the announcement that, no, we are not doing divisions this year. Now, that doesn't shake up their schedule. Or anything, they're still going to play the schedule that was laid out before the season. So effectively, they're playing their old divisions. But yeah, now it's just going to be the two teams that have the best records will meet up for their conference title game. And the ECC is going to kick around the idea. I, I think that this is how they're going to do it. Is what they're calling a three and five format. So you, as a team, you will play the same three teams every single year. And then your other five games will just be sporadic other teams across the country. Not the country, the conference. Jeez, I'm struggling this segment. I promise you I'm telling you all the truth. Um, But yeah, so the same three teams every single year, almost like protected rivalries in a way. So for example, let's just say the Big Ten does this. Let's say the Big Ten, each team will play the same three protected rivalries, so to speak, per year. And then the other five games will bop around or in the Big Ten's case, other six games, if they still want to go to six conference games. Um, Let's just say it's uh, Michigan and then Penn State, and then we'll throw in, like, Rutgers there. Like, that that seems fair enough. You know, obviously, yeah, Michigan, tough opponent. Penn State, definitely a tough opponent. Rutgers, that's your easy out. But, yeah, and then the other five or six games, however many, you know, conference games the Big Ten wants to still agree upon once they institute this, like – that's what it would be, and I think that's – like it goes without saying that that's going to be a plus for Michigan State here, right? Especially those years when Ohio State isn't going to be that team on your schedule. Let's say you could dodge playing them once a year until you meet up with them in Indy. Like, that's awesome. I, like, this is uh, – you guys ready for some cold takes right now, some things that really don't move the needle? Well, I'm about the same. It's like, yeah, this is definitely a benefit for teams like Michigan State, like Penn State. More times than not, like Michigan, it's like, because there's no secret that Ohio State runs this East division. Like, yeah, and also, more importantly, the East just runs Big Ten football. Ever since East-West has happened, the seven title games, the East has won every single one of them. There's been like two that have been even somewhat excited, and hey, our Spartans played in one of those somewhat exciting games. They probably played in the most exciting uh, Big Ten championship game. But, yeah, let's let's forget it. 
the, the, the big boys in the East are finally the varsity. And now all the teams in the West are going to be the JV as they always have been, but now they don't get that pity invite for the invitational in Indianapolis to end every single season. Finally, 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 we get an adult conference championship game. Thank God. Big 10, please make a move soon. I would love if they did it this year. Why not? Let's get nuts. Um, Oh, and number two, another guideline uh, that popped up uh, is that the 85 scholarship limit is just all you have to hit now. Uh, 85 scholarships per football team. Now, in the past, you were limited to just bringing 25 scholarship kids in per year. And for the next two years, no limit on that 25 per year. As long as you have 85 kids in scholarship, you're fine. So let's say you're a program that, oh my God, you just lost 45 kids to the portal. Oh, oh my goodness, you are screwed. Well, I mean, yeah, you are, but like not really scholarship numbers wise, because now you can bring in a combination of 25 or you can bring in a combination of 45 high school recruits or transfers to replace that hypothetical 45 that you've lost. As long as you hit that 85 number, you're Gucci. Now I will turn this into an MSU segment right now because me as a salty Spartan fan, like I've got a bone to pick about that. Like uh, right now, and this is only a two year thing. They are eliminating the 25 year or the 25 scholarship per year thing just for two years. Funny, ironic how uh, programs like USC are trying to rebuild. Miami are trying to rebuild. Oklahoma is trying to rebuild. Texas, so to speak, is always in a rebuild. And you're like, huh, that's, that's interesting how major programs get this big of a bonus for their first two years. Because I'll tell you what, you know who really could have benefited from this? Mel Tucker two years ago. Mel Tucker two years ago. You don't think he would have broomed 50 kids out of the program within the first week of him being at East Lansing? Like, no, like he would have absolutely gotten the most, the most out of this two-year break of the 25 scholarship limit. But, hey, fact of the matter is – uh. You can't change the past, and also it really helps when, okay, well, Tucker's still killing it anyway and, you know, just winning Peach Bowls in year two. Not bad, so I'm not going to lose too much sleep on that. And then last but not least, I just got to riff on this really quick. The whole Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban battle, I won't even bring you up to speed if you missed it because I'm sure you saw it. But the, the long and short of it is, fine, I will bring you up to speed. Nick Saban accused AM of paying for their uh, recruiting class, which was ranked number one with more five stars than you could ever imagine going to your school. And, um, yeah, Jimbo Fisher said, like, oh, he's lying. I'm not a liar. We didn't. It just, like, baffles me. A, because, like, Nick, like, who get who in here? Like, think think that everyone kind of knows that there's maybe some payments coming in and out of Tuscaloosa uh, the last few years. Anyway, I'm just more confused with the whole Jimbo Fisher thing. Like if I'm Jimbo, I'm leaning a hundred percent into this thing right now. Like, and this has happened time and time again in the last year. It's like, I remember uh, message board rumors that $30 million were being given to this recruiting class. And I was asked at a press conference with Jimbo Fisher and he was exasperated like, oh no, absolutely. No, absolutely not. And now Saban's accusing him of paying for players in the NIL era. And he's saying like, oh, no, I would never cheat. Like Jimbo, it, 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 it's not cheating anymore. Like th- this is just the way college football is. It's okay to talk about it now. And not only is it okay to talk about, but just lean fully into it. If I'm Jimbo Fisher, I'm having the press conference in College Station 
saying, what? N Nick said that we paid for this recruiting class? Well, you're damn right we did. And I'll tell you how much we paid them. And if anyone, any of you five stars, any of you four stars are watching right now, come down to College Station to see exactly how much we're paying these guys. Because we might be paying you next. It's the NIL era. This isn't three years ago. This isn't 30 years ago. Like, this is, this is no longer taboo. Lean into it. I would advertise on every billboard in the Texas area that, like, yeah, we're paying handsomely down at College Station. Let's do it up here in East Lansing. Like, if we ever get anything, like, with a massive NIL boost going, like, let's just go, let's go for it. Like, yeah, this is how much you can make, and you can make it starting next year when you enroll as a Michigan State Spartan. Like, I, that whole thing was just so weird. Like, Jimbo, grow up and just sell your team. I, well, kind of is, but lean into it is what I'm saying. We got basketball updates. That's right. But first, got to talk to you fine folks about betonline.net. That's right. What a wonderful time of year. We got some PGA Championship golf. How fun's that? We got some horse racing going on this weekend as the Preakness is going to be off and running. We got NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. We got the Detroit Tigers. Bet some money on if they're going to score more than two runs in any given game. Uh, or if you don't like any of those bets, I just wander on a bet online anyway. I guarantee you will have a hoot and a half looking up and down their list of like thousands of bets that you can make. It, it, great website. They are the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info for a good reason. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures at Bet Online. Your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today. Use a mobile device. Learn more about the trends and action. That's at betonline.net where the game starts. Now, let's start this third segment um, with some basketball updates. Uh, yeah, this is how we're going to ride into the weekend here. Just some Michigan State basketball updates. First and foremost, um, Max Christie, he was at the uh, the Combine today, met with some media, and Matt Charbonneau of the Detroit News got a great minute and 47-second video that he posted up on Twitter. And I actually just want to play a, a soundbite from it really quick. I've never done this before, playing a video off my laptop and hoping that you guys can hear it. But, hey, we're going to give it a try. Friday's it for experimenting, so let's give it a try. This is from Max Christie on if he was always planning on being a one-and-done at Michigan State. Was it always your intention coming to Michigan State that it would be a one-year one type thing, or did that evolve through the years? I wanted to be as present as I could at Michigan State. I wasn't coming in thinking I was going to be going after one year. I wanted to be present and make sure that I was contributing as much as possible to winning games. So I didn't come in thinking I was going after one year. I was going to go in, and when I felt ready, I was able to leave, and that would be my decision. And after one year, it just so happened to be that that was the case. When, when did you know? Interesting. Interesting. Um, and listen, that's that's a fine, like, reasonable way to go about your NBA draft prospects and when to leave college, when to stay. And he said I was going to go when I felt ready. And at the end of the year, that's when I felt ready. And I, there's no good way to say this without me sounding like I'm ripping an 18-year-old apart. But, like, after a Big Ten season where you shot under 30% from three is when you realize that, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for the NBA – after you lost gas in a 30-some game season is when you thought that, you know what? Playing north of 
60 games, 82 a season. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely ready for that. Like, I, I, I'm getting some, like, Romeo Weems, like, yeah, I went to DePaul to uh, become an NBA prospect, like, vibes right there as far as, like, weirdness and just probably borderline line of quotes right there. So that that's just that's just one snippet that I found was a little fascinating right there. Um, also, as a side remark, too, um, he didn't scrimmage uh, this week at the Combine, which can be a turnoff to some teams, but he's – has gathered enough information where he's confident that any team will pick him between 20 and 45, which 20 is definitely that's, that's the highest ceiling. That's what you want to aim for right there. Cause all the mocks I've seen, the highest is 32, the lowest is 45. He probably will be in the first half of that second round, but yeah, uh, hopefully any of those teams in the top half of the second round aren't turned away from him, not doing any scrimmaging right there. Uh, second note, and this has nothing to do with uh, actual basketball. This is just more of perception of the fan base right now. I, I just did a little fun experiment on Twitter um, because, listen, like we're, we're bebopping uh, about yeah Izzo and this offseason and how, to me, you guys know my opinion, hasn't necessarily gone great as we're walking into the season with like nine playable scholarship players. And... Um, Someone reached out and said, like, well, you're you're in the minority on this. Something along the lines of like you don't represent the min- or you don't represent the majority of how Spartan fans feel. And I th- I, I paused. I was like, well, hold on. I, I don't want to I want to make sure I'm not in a vacuum chamber. Let, let's send a poll out to Twitter. And of course, this is not a scientific poll. You know, the, I didn't go through the, the Pew Research uh, Center for this one, but still, we got three votes shy of one thousand six hundred votes. For the question, are you concerned about the state of MSU's basketball program at this moment? The answers were absolutely yes. Leaning yes, leaning no, absolutely not. 83% were either absolutely yes or leaning yes. There are still, however, uh, roughly 17% that were leaning no and absolutely not. Absolutely not was last place with just 5.5%. So if you're one of those folks out there... um, Hey, you're you're fighting the good fight. Now, I will say, one Michigan fan reached out and said that he voted absolutely not because he's loving the way MSU's program is trajecting. So, like, thanks for that. First of all, uh, second of all, thanks for that. Um, yeah, I got nothing else to say on top of that. So, yeah, I just i I was just curious about how many people felt this way about the off season, a little underwhelmed coming off of two seasons that have been pretty rough and off seasons. That's been pretty quiet in the transfer portal. Unless you're talking about outward kids in the transfer portal or NBA draft. So yeah. Um, that's who's fan base. Not, not feeling all too great right now. So yeah. How about those fun numbers uh, on your Friday right there. And um, last but not least, uh, we do uh, just want to update what's going on with the assistant coaching search. And uh... okay. So that is what's going on with the third assistant coaching position search right there. Hey, listen, if you're not going to fill out 13 scholarship players, who's to say you're going to fill out three assistant bench positions let's just let's just go minimalistic the entire 2022 season let's just Marie Kondo this season cut the fat off of everything and we're just riding with guys that we know are our kind of guys let's go 
this is how hard I'm starting to spin zone myself as we uh, still got a few months of the basketball season, but hey, I figured I'd give myself a head start here um, because oh, Lord knows that we might need it. Um, Jaden Akins, please be the future. Gang, uh, this was fun despite, you know, kind of a rocky landing there to the, the episode of those basketball updates, but hey, that's what we do, baby. We talk about Michigan State sports. We talk about football, talk about basketball. We've talked about that all this week, and we're also going to kick off next week with just pure football talk. We got Ryan O'Blennis of the Only Colors. It was an easy premise. I gave him a statement. Is it going to be true or false? He answered. And also, we looked back on our true and false session that we did last season to see well, how, how we netted out, how you guys netted out. So, but until we get to that, hey, just want to thank you one more time for not just spending this episode, but for spending this week with us at Locked on Spartans. This has been a blast. Uh, love every single one of you. Thank you guys for making this a great community. Uh, we're first listen every single day. Now, go make Locked on Big Ten with my guy Nate Dickinson your second listen. He flies all across the conference, brings you up to speed on the ins and outs of the Big Ten Conference. And hey, just like this podcast, it's free and available for you beautiful people. Get your podcast. Go enjoy your weekend. You guys have deserved it. You guys are the best of all time. Love every single one of you. Go green.